With today's Jaldi 5, here are your hosts, Jaggu and Tarana. Welcome back to Jaldi 5, an assortment of quirky bits of news that's not exactly breaking, but bold enough to get you talking. These stories will entertain and enlighten you with just the right amount of fun quotient. I'm Tarana. I'm Jaggu. And once you hear them, remember to share them with your friends or colleagues. You know, the next time you meet them. We're betting that you will have all their attention and appreciation for telling them something out of the box. Here are your five for today. Number five. Our top story is quite an important one because it holds a lot of water. Literally. In a discovery that can make quite a splash, a massive sea of relatively fresh water has been discovered just off the northeast coast of the US beneath the Atlantic Ocean. It's actually an aquifer. Basically an underground layer of permeable rock that contains fresh water and it's pretty massive. While its exact size is not known yet, researchers have confirmed that it spans at least 354 kilometers. That makes it possibly the largest aquifer known to humanity. What's even more intriguing is the fact that this water dates back to the ice age. Kind of makes it little difficult, no, to call it fresh water. But nevertheless, researchers believe it has not been stagnant and is being fed by subterranean runoff from the land. The water is then pumped into the sea by the pressure of tides. It's also interesting how this water was found. Thanks to the oil companies, their drilling in the area has been on since the 1970s. These companies used to often hit pockets of fresh water while drilling, and scientists were debating whether these fresh water deposits were just isolated pockets or something bigger. So about 20 years ago, a geophysicist from New York's Columbia University, who was helping these oil companies look for oil hotspots, decided to tweak the technology used to find oil under the seabed to find aquifers with fresh water deposits. And voila, 20 years later, they did find water. So the researchers dropped special instruments to the seafloor, and by analyzing the reactions through electromagnetic pulses, they were able to distinguish where the non-salty water was held. They believe similar large deposits could also be found off the coasts in many other parts of the world also and since this water barely has any salinity it could be pumped out and used as drinking water with much less processing than what's needed with seawater and that also at a much lower cost considering we live in times where the next world war could potentially be fought over water this crucial discovery can definitely help cool off tensions in certain parts of the world plus digging for fresh water under the seabed next to your own country is definitely easier than tugging giant glaciers from Antarctica number 4 Only water was found on Mars too. Many of us would have already shifted base, or at least I would have made sure that certain people are packed off to the red planet. But after years of unsuccessful attempts to find life on Mars, a few Harvard scientists claim to have found a way to make the red planet livable. Now, last year, a NASA-sponsored study concluded that it is not possible to atmospherically transform Mars to make it like Earth, and it got these Harvard scientists thinking. And they've had a eureka moment. They suggest that an insulating material called silica aerogel could be used to make growing plants on Mars feasible and thereby help sustain life and guess what it wouldn't even be necessary to cover the whole planet for this to work the scientists propose using thin layers of silica aerogel to heat the surface of Mars to the melting point of water in order to create habitable conditions on Mars the gel warms the surface due to something called the solid state greenhouse effect that actually happens naturally on 
on the Martian surface in the CO2 ice. This silica aerogel is some sort of a wonder material because it's translucent and extremely light but blocks UV radiation so it's incredibly effective at trapping heat. Right now, this is still a hypothetical concept but they've been conducting experiments in the lab. They plan to increase the complexity and realism of these experiments and address some of the remaining challenges such as controlling pressure variations and all that. They hope to be able to eventually test their theory on the real surface of Mars and given the sheer number of planned Mars missions by different countries in the next few years, that should be pretty easy to do. Apparently, their biggest worry is annoying potential aliens on Mars. Even though there is currently no sign of life on Mars, it could conceivably be hidden in some subsurface niches and they don't want to make a bad first impression by littering their home planet. Yeah man, messy guests are the worst. Number 3 This next one is quite a crappy story coming in all the way from Japan where a museum of poop has opened up. But if you think it's raising a stink, then you're absolutely wrong. The Unko Museum, which literally means the Poop Museum, is already quite a hit with the locals and tourists. It's in Yokohama, near Tokyo, and features artificial poop of all shapes, sizes and colours. They've got twisty ice creams and cupcakes and also a giant poop sculpture that hits the roof and releases little foam poops. This is literally a physical manifestation of the shit hitting the roof. Everything related to the potty world is dumped here with style and elegance. As you enter the museum, you're greeted with a short intro video and then you're asked to sit on one of the colourful dummy toilet pots. As the music plays, you have to pretend to take a dump. And after the tour, you can collect a shining bright souvenir poop from inside the toilet bowl made specially for you and technically also by you. There is also a room where you can make the biggest poo-poo by shouting the word UNKO which we remind you means poop in Japanese as loudly as possible. There's also a soccer video game where you can kick poop into a goal and Instagram-worthy poop flying in different colours to a neon signboard that reads poop written in different languages. So why a poop museum? Well, apparently Japan is number one in its obsession for number two. Japanese kids are known for using little poop-shaped erasers with faces amongst other poopy collectibles that are of interest to many older folks as well. So naturally, when the museum opened, it witnessed a heavy load of over 1 lakh local visitors in its first month itself. And if you're randomly keen to check it out, please note, it is only open until September. So you'll have to plan a trip really quickly. Number 2 Moving on, I like Pinterest over a lot of the other social media platforms simply because it works as reverse vanity. Pinterest users spend their time creating collections of things that make them happy rather than competing to spread news that might end up making someone sad. Which is why their latest initiative is worth appreciating. So Pinterest will now automatically suggest emotional well-being activities to users who search for phrases that signal anxiety or stress. And yes, one of those exercises literally asks the users to take deep breaths. And it's not the first time that Pinterest has tried to infuse some positivity in the life of its users. They already have something called wired notes. Where for instance, if you type in phrases like suicide or mutilation, you'll be directed towards the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. This is clearly a step in the right direction. Almost as if Pinterest is aware that social media can be stressful. Hopefully, this will continue to make Pinterest a happy place on the internet for its 250 million users. Number 1 and finally, we bring you a sea creature that's gone viral thanks to its anatomy. So the vermilion sea star, which is a type of starfish, from a California aquarium, became quite an internet star recently for its big booty. It all began when a Twitter user named Baby Shujo tweeted a picture of the starfish with what looked like an exceptionally large butt. 
The tweet about the starfish with a shapely rear went instantly viral with more than 630,000 likes and many, many retweets with funny comments. One guy tweaked the 90s chart buster by Sir Mix-a-Lot and wrote, I like starfish, but I cannot lie, while another asked for the sea star's glutes routine. But soon after the starfish became the butts of all jokes on Twitter, the aquarium decided to be a buzzkill and threw in logic and science and got experts to explain what caused the pink starfish to pop that shapely booty. Apparently, the butt is actually the creature's arms and sea stars sometimes relax their arms in this position when they're eating and gravity basically causes their internal components to slump and creates that shapely bottom. How boring. It would have been much cooler now to find out that some starfish sort of lift ocean rock to work them glutes. Leaving you to immediately Google Starfish Booty News. It's quite a remarkable photo. We call it a wrap on today's Jaldi 5. We're hoping that these stories can help you spice up conversations as you socialize this weekend. We'll have to hear from you, so please note Jaggu uses Jagguism on Instagram and Twitter. And across socials on Facebook, Insta, and Twitter, I'm at Tarana Raja. You can also email your feedback to jukebox at bookmyshow.com and follow Book My Show on Facebook, Insta, and Twitter for updates on movies, events, and theater gigs. Also, check out our longer order show. It's called The Odd Couple. And it's available right here on Book My Show. A new episode will be out on Friday. Until next time, I'm Jagu. And I'm Tarana. Okay, bye. Bye bye. Jaldi 5 with Jagu and Tarana. Exclusively on Book My Show, where all you gotta do is hashtag just press play.